This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. There's a lot of talk right now about how expensive growth stocks are, especially big tech, with price-to-sales ratios over 10 or even over 20. Now, remember, the price-to-sales ratio is what investors are paying for every dollar of sales. So if you have a price-to-sales ratio of one, you are paying a dollar for every dollar of sales. But if that price-to-sales ratio is 10, like on some of these tech companies, you're paying $10 for every dollar of sales. So think about what that means. So you basically, when you buy that stock, are saying, yes, I'm willing to overpay. I'm willing to pay more because these sales are apparently so valuable that I just have to own them. But I'm willing to pay 10 or even 20 times what the company is getting for those sales in order to be an owner, (laughs) uh, to own this stock and own those sales. Conversely, a price to sales ratio under one means you're getting those sales at a discount. So a price to sales ratio of say 0.7 means you are buying a dollar's worth of sales, but we're only paying 70 cents for them. So you're getting them for cheap. And who wouldn't want to do that, right? I say that every time we do this podcast on price to sales, that it sounds real good to me to get, you know, a dollar's worth of sales and only have to pay 70 cents for it or 50 cents or 30 cents. That's why value investors like to screen with the price to sales ratio. Additionally, also unlike the earnings, sales are kind of harder for companies to fudge. Let's just be honest, right? You either sold the product, you got more people to buy that airline ticket, or more people went to see the movie, or you didn't. You can't really make it up. Although occasionally, yes, there have been some scandals around the sales, um, sales that the companies claimed existed, but then did not. But for the most part, it's harder to fudge the sales aspect at a company. So that's why we like to use it. Not, not as much shenanigans with sales as there is with earnings. So I created a basic screen to try to find these stocks. We just want the sales that are cheap, so it can be really basic. So I screen for a price to sales ratio under one, of course, because we want to get them cheap, right? Then I added stocks that are trading over $5 because I do want a little bit higher quality And stocks above $5 usually are more heavily traded. They can be owned by mutual funds or other managers. Professional managers don't like to own them under $5. I certainly didn't want any penny stocks or anything under a dollar for the screen uh, because I want good quality sales. So I chose over $5. That'll still get us plenty of stocks, I'm sure. Then I added the Zach's rank, of course, of number one, strong buy, or number two, buy, so that we hopefully are getting rising earnings estimates. And this should get us some interesting companies because we're starting to get a lot more companies reporting earnings here at the end of July 2021. So in the, we're in the heat of it, in the heat of earnings season. The Zach's rank is going to be changing a lot right now. 
but we're going to get a lot of companies that beat and raised and the analysts are going in there to raise those earnings estimates. So that's what I want. I want something good going on at the company and I want to get it cheap on a price to sales ratio. So I ran this basic screen, just uh, three components really, that's it. And it returned 170 matches. Wow, that's a lot. I wasn't expecting that many. I thought maybe I might get 80 or 90, but 170, even with the $5 and above requirement stuck in there. So what was in this list? A lot of retailers, some steel companies, a couple of chemical companies, a lot of different autos, both the retailers and the manufacturers, and of course, our favorite cheap stocks, the home builders. Uh, so we know the drill. We've seen this list many times in the last year as the coronavirus uh, pandemic has kind of changed and um, we got the vaccine, the reopen plays were in, and the cheap stocks have mostly remained mostly still cheap stocks. So for this list, I did pull out five names as I always do, but I wanted to have a little bit different names than I normally get in our value screens. So with 170 stocks on here, I did try to look for some companies we haven't talked about for a while or companies that just reported. So we have some more, you know, updated information about what's going on in the business. And so I stayed away from the home builders because we've talked about them to no end and a few of the retailers that we've been covering a lot as well as the auto retailers also covering them a lot. So those I did not pull out. We already know those. Um, so those remain cheap. Um, but uh, there's some interesting names on here and I tried to get a, a cross variety of industries. So let's dive right in and see what is cheap on a price to sales ratio. So I'm gonna lead it off with Walmart, ticker WMT. We don't talk about them that often, but they do come up on this screen in particular for price to sales. So price to sales is 0.7 but their PE is at 23.9. So we don't talk about them that much because we usually screen with PE a lot on the podcast. So with that price of sales, it does obviously qualify. I took a look at what those earnings are doing. It has not yet reported its earnings uh, this quarter, but fiscal 2022 up 8.8% over last year. So expected to make 596, but they made 548 last year, the pandemic year. Fiscal 2023 up another 5.8% to $6.31. So there is some growth there, but Walmart, it's so massive. It's mainly is growing its earning side in the single digit range now. So you do have to ask what you're willing to pay for those earnings. Price to sales, you're getting them cheap. Price to earnings, not so much. Uh, what are the shares doing? Uh, I haven't looked at this one in a long time, so I was kind of surprised to see how poorly the shares are doing, actually. Over the last year, they're up only 8.2%, and that's well underperforming the S&P 500, which is up uh, double digits, like 30% or something, over the last year. Year-to-date, they're down 1.5%. So again, well underperforming the S&P 500. One month, they're up 24 so I want to take a look at the month because a lot of stocks have weakened off their highs 
it, uh, this summer. So I was curious to see what all these stocks are doing in the last month. This one is up, but just 2.4%. Does pay a dividend yielding 1.5%, which isn't all that great for my patients of not seeing much appreciation really. <laughs> so if I sound negative on Walmart, that's because I am, but I picked it. And so I'm sticking with it for this list, but there were other plenty of other retailers on the list if you're looking for a cheap retail stock, including you know all the sporting goods uh, retailers are on there. I think Nordstrom was on there. Um, just there were dozens of the specialty niche retailers, the big uh, apparel retailers like PVH and G3 Apparel were on there. So um, take a look at all the retailers because a lot of them are cheap right here. Okay, so that's Walmart, ticker WMT. The next stock is Whirlpool, ticker WHR. We haven't talked about them for a while, but they remain cheap. They are one of the companies that did just report earnings and reported another solid quarter. So those earnings estimates are looking good, and that's why it's got the one or two rank. So price to sales, 0.6. PE is even cheap, 8.4. So on both metrics, Whirlpool is dirt cheap. 2021 expected to make now $26.24, up from $18.55 last year. That's a gain of 41% on the earnings side. 2022, down a bit, down to $23.91, so down 8.9%. But all the estimates have been revised higher for both this year and next year, four, four on each higher after that earnings report. So analysts starting to get a little more bullish on 2022, but they're not going gangbusters there yet. And that's why you have a little bit of a decline next year. What has the stock done? Uh, one year up 32.8%, and then over the last month up 1.9%. It's pretty volatile, been whipping around on the headlines and on these worries about inflation, supply chain issues, uh, the housing market possibly cooling, all of these things are going to affect Whirlpool, so keep that in mind. But hopefully you're a longer-term investor, not a short-term, so you're able to uh, block out the noise, so to speak. You will get a dividend for your patients, and it's yielding pretty nice 2.5% here. So that's Whirlpool, WHR. Then I switched to the food side. Uh, this is one you might not have heard of before, U.S. Foods Holding, USFD is the ticker. So they're a leading food service distributor, and they partner with 300,000 restaurants across the United States. So, you know, most restaurants don't source their own food. They have to, they have to get it some way, and U.S. Foods does that. Their price to sales is just 0.33. So very cheap on the price to sales. P.E., little pricier, 21.3. They have a 7.6 billion market cap, so they're a solid mid-cap company, not small. Um, and this one is uh, looking really good with the earnings. So as you might imagine, because all the restaurants were shut down or at limited capacity in 2020, 2020 U.S. Foods only made $0.09, cents, but they're expected to make $1.61. Now, here in 2021, gain of 1,688% on the earnings side. And then 2022, looking even better. 
up to 267, another gain of 65%. So from 161 to 267 going into next year. So analysts really seeing, you know, the momentum picking up here. Now the shares did spike last November, November 2020 on the vaccination news. So once that vaccine news came out, everybody's like, ah, the restaurants will be reopening. We're going to get back to normal. So these shares really spiked up. And over the last year, they're up 66%. But over the last three months, they're down 14.4% here um, uh, as the Delta variant kind of starts spreading and people are getting nervous again about what might happen with restrictions or capacity and um, possibilities of, you know, some restaurants maybe being impacted again or either that or customers just not wanting to go to the restaurants. So that's going to impact them too. So I think that's why we're seeing some of this weakness here in the shares. But you know what that means is a value investor had this big run. Now it's, it's coming down and that makes it even cheaper. So U.S. Foods has not reported earnings yet. It's reporting on August 9th. So if you're listening to this after August 9th, it has reported already. But um, we're waiting for that report. So we'll get some more color on what's actually happening right now this summer as the Delta variant um, kind of does its thing out there. Are it Will they be impacted? We'll see. So that's some of the uncertainty. But again, might be one you want to keep on your watch list. That's U.S. Foods, USFD. Then I switched over to kind of manufacturing side because we haven't talked about those very much. So the fourth stock is Modine Manufacturing, ticker MOD, and they're thermal management, and they've been around doing it since 1916, so over 100 years. Now, I took a look at their fourth quarter presentation because they haven't reported earnings. They're on the fiscal year, so we're still waiting on the first quarter fiscal year, um, which is coming August 4th. So we got a little bit of time until we get that. But in their fourth quarter presentation, they talked about an auto exit strategy and that their transformation of the company was ongoing. They are uh, heading into some of their goals, which is to grow, grow their presence in data center markets, expand the development of cooling systems for electric vehicles, and growing their share by providing alternative refrigerant solutions, including CO2 gas coolers. Now, in the fourth quarter, data center sales were up 50%, and for the year, fiscal 2021, up 40%. So data centers looks big for them. Additionally, on the ventilation side, they saw double-digit growth in BHVAC, indoor air quality solutions because schools, churches, malls were all reconfiguring their heating and cooling systems so that they would be um, better suited to getting rid of or screening out the coronavirus virus, <laughs> the coronavirus. Um, so that's big. There's a lot of demand for that right now. So what they saw for fiscal year 2022, they see ventilation and air conditioning sales up 25 to 35%. They see data centers up 30% to 40%, and then their heating area up just 7 to 11%. They did see record level of free cash flow during fiscal 2021 of $117 million. 
They did pay down some of the debt, so they lowered their uh, uh, debt level, and their leverage ratio is now under two at 1.9 times. So that's encouraging. There's no dividend with Modine, so you're not getting anything for your patients, but the stock is cheap. Price to sales is just 0.46. And then PE is also cheap at 9.9, so under 10 on the PE. Now, what's been going on with these shares? So over the last year, they're up 213%. Woo! They spiked in November because, again, that's when the vaccine came out. And these guys knew the reopen was going to happen. And they've got the business that is key for the reopening, right, in, in those air quality solutions area and data centers. So um, it's been hot. Over the last month, though, down 1.3%. Year-to-date. It's up 28.8%. So most of that 213% was in 2020 after the uh, vaccine announcement. But still um, cheap, still cheap. You got earnings growth, um, and you know they're they're um, expecting to see this nice sales growth here going on as the as the year this fiscal year goes on. So. That's one to, you know, some of these smaller companies, this is a small cap with 834 market cap, um, 834 million for their market cap. And this is one doesn't get talked about much, even though it's been around 105 years now, but this is some interesting areas it's in. So if you see further weakness on it, you might want to keep it on your watch list and take a look. Also, again, it reports earnings on August 4th. It's going to be key. And that's Modine Manufacturing, M-O-D is the ticker. Then we're going to wrap it up with one that I have talked about in the past, but I did want to include something on the agricultural side. There were a couple food companies on the list and a couple um, more on the farming ag side. So I did choose the Andersons. It's one of my favorites. A-N-D-E is the ticker. Glad to see it remains dirt cheap. Price to sales of just 0.1. 0.1. That's about as low as you can go, basically. So I'm getting a dollar for for 10 cents. I'm getting a dollar worth of sales with the Andersons. PE is 14.1. So that's also cheap. They're also a small cap like Modine, 874 million market cap. Now remember, this is the agribusiness company that's headquartered in Ohio. They do commodity trading, ethanol, plant nutrient, and then the rails. And each of those kind of self-explanatory commodity trading. They own 70 grain terminals in the U.S. and Canada. They do uh, have food ingredients and fuel products out of that division. Plant nutrients, they do 2 million tons of dry and liquid nutrients through their dealer network. They also do professional turf and horticulture. And um, professional turf means like golf courses, things like that. So that's, that's been popular during the pandemic, right? The return of golf courses. So these guys probably doing pretty good amount of business in that area as everybody returns and wants to do these outdoor leisure activities. The rail sector is fleet management. They have 23,000 rail cars and locomotives. They lease, manage and sell, um, do repairs, all that. And then you have the ethanol sector. So pretty diverse, it's not just, the fertilizers, but it has the full farming kind of business model. 
So in 2020, they only made nine cents a share. In 2021, they're expected to make a dollar eighty-four. That's up almost two thousand percent. So big, big leap. Uh, nutrients, the fertilizer prices have risen, and farmers have big demand for that particular segment of their business. Um, 2022 expect to see 184. So that's up just 2.5% after the big gains, but this company is not highly followed. So analysts are going to be a little cautious about what's going to happen for next year. We're still six months away. So um, unclear what's going to happen with nutrient prices, even in the rails and in, in all their divisions, basically unclear. So they're being a little cautious there. But still big earnings gain for this year. What did the stock do? One year up 81%. But over the last month, this one's down 14.6%. So really coming down off those highs as there's some, some fears about commodities right now. And it's driving down some of these commodity type plays um, back into, you know, when they're going on sale again. So this one's on sale about 15% off of its highs. They don't report until August 3rd. So keep that in mind if you're listening to this before August 3rd, they haven't reported yet, but if it's afterwards, go check out and see what they said and check those earnings estimates, see if those are being changed by the analysts once they report. They do pay a dividend and it's it's quite nice for a small cap company. Dividend right now is yielding 2.7%. So if we were to get these shares down a little bit more, could be a little juicy there. And I could maybe, you know, get about a 3% dividend yield on this stock. Um, And that's not too shabby in the agriculture space. So that company's name again is The Andersons. And I always like to have the the in there. I think it's kind of cool to have your name with the the ahead. So it's The Andersons, ticker A-N-D-E. Now, just to add on to what I just said, you might want to be patient on all of these. We could continue to see weakness here in the summer of 2021 due to the Delta variant and some of these outbreaks that are happening globally now, really. Um, And so it could cause some uncertainty in the market, which it's doing. We could see, you know, a pullback here. A lot of stocks could get cheaper, but I do expect... Um, you know, this impact from this outbreak to be uh, transitory, as the Fed would say, um, to be short term, and then business will resume again after this outbreak. So if they get cheaper, I'm still liking the business outlook on a lot of these companies and on the reopen, because even if we see some restrictions return, um, or some, you know, short-term shutdown type of things, even globally, they will ultimately, because we have the vaccine and it's being rolled out, we will ultimately have the reopening and the recovery. It just may be delayed. So look for deals. That's what us value investors like to do. If the bears are lurking, which they seem to be, especially in the small caps, that could be a chance to either add to your current positions of companies you love that are come off those all-time highs that we've been seeing, or to find some new new companies, some new positions, and get in a little bit cheaper than you otherwise would have been able to do even just you know one month ago. So keep that in mind. Value still out there. I found 170 stocks 
that with the good Zach's rank of one or two, so strong buys or buys, with price-to-sales ratios under one. So that's a nice list to look at. And as always, you can um, screen for all of these on Zach's.com. This was on the uh, more advanced screen. So this was not like a predefined screen, though. I just made this one up this week. But um, you can use our screening tool. The basic is available to everybody if you just go on Zach's.com and look click on the screening tab, but to get those predefined ones, you you do have to have a subscription. You do have to be a member, um, but that's why I bring them to you. These uh, more advanced screens a lot of times, but this one, this one you could just make on your own. Um, but again, keep in mind that things could get weaker here. So I'm kind of staying on the sidelines a little bit myself waiting because I do feel the weakness and if I can get stocks a little bit cheaper, I will. Or I'll dollar cost average into some of them and keep doing it as they fall. So let me recap these tickers again. We had Walmart, WMT. It is cheap on the price to sales, not so much on the PE. And the growth really isn't all that good <laughs> for Walmart. Neither is the dividends. So yeah, I'm kind of negative, as I said earlier, on Walmart. But we included it here anyways. WMT is the ticker. Whirlpool is the second one. WHR just reported another great quarter. U.S. Foods. Um, they are USFD. They have not yet reported food service side servicing those restaurants. So those shares have weakened on this Delta variant outbreak. Modine Manufacturing doing the um, air quality and uh, the cooling, the data centers, all of that. That's an interesting area to me, Modine, M-O-D. And then we have the Andersons on agriculture, agribusiness as it's called. That's A-N-D-E. And as always, I'm bringing you all the best value stocks I can find every week and just talking about value and what's going on in the value area, including whatever Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway are doing. So we'll be getting some updates from them uh, in a couple weeks again. And so there's always something going on with value. Make sure you're following the Value Investor Podcast. You can get us on Apple. You can get us on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're a bunch of places, but be sure you're getting us. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.